Welcome back to Planet Odoo. We are thrilled to introduce an exciting new series today, The Sofa Sessions. You might already know this series of videos from our YouTube channel, where our super host Lucas Lanciotti engages with the best of our Odoo profiles. Ranging from meeting office directors to shedding a light on unique internal projects, these episodes will be your touchpoint for fascinating conversations. So, whether you're lounging on your coach, enjoying a walk, or cruising in your car, Join us in this podcast or on YouTube for this new Sofa Session. Hi, I'm Lucas and welcome to the Odoo Sofa Sessions, where we showcase the individuals and the stories driving Odoo's incredible growth. In this episode, we're going to explore the art of building a successful sales team and how our team leaders play a vital role in this process. As a fast-growing global tech company, Odoo caters to a diverse and ever-expanding customer base. From small business to large enterprises to software integrators, We operate in multiple languages and across various industries. So to ensure our continuous success, we rely on a top-performing sales team that can understand and meet the unique needs of each customer. So join us today, two of my good friends and team leaders who are playing an instrumental role in identifying, recruiting, training, and managing top sales talent here at Odoo. So let's find out how from Davide and Carlos. Guys, thanks again for, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Davide, Carlos, could you please introduce yourselves and just uh, give us a bit of an insight of what you're doing in Odoo right now? Yeah, I'm uh, Davide. I work here at Odoo since I've uh, been working here for uh, four years now. I started working with partners in, in the indirect sales, uh, and now I lead a team of six people in direct sales. So we work directly with the customers. Yeah, in my case, this is now my fourth year here uh, as part of the CSTI team in direct and uh, I've been a team leader for the last two years of that uh, in that department. Can you just quickly uh, explain what is CSTI? Yes, sure. <laughs> so we, we call it we call it CSTI. It stands for customer success team indirect. Okay. Because we work not only with the clients but also with the partner that is involved in the uh, implementation of the project. And so I am a team leader for the partnership team. There you go. That recruits partners. Correct. So we have now here three completely different sales roles. Correct. The direct. A good knowledge in this room now. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we can uh, complement each other. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. I think uh, we have uh, a very important uh, role in this growth, which is reaching out, acquire, and maintaining new customers and partners, right? Correct. Let's start by building the first building blocks. What do you look more in, uh, or what are the primary characteristics that you look for in a new salesperson? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, the profiles are always uh, quite different. Um, one of the things that I appreciate the most, and I try really to, um, to, to, to dig in during interviews at the beginning, is um, a bit the coachability and the adapt. adapt stability of, uh, um, of our, uh, of the people that uh, supply uh, an application here. Because, you know, we'll maybe cover it a bit later, uh, but Odoo is a very uh, fast changing company. So mm-hmm. it's important for the person to really be aligned with our culture and the traits. Uh, so transmit that as of the beginning and then to see how the person reacts. Uh, so just to see, okay, am I gonna work well with this person? Uh, and to understand that uh, since the very beginning. Great. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think something a trait that is very important is for someone to be able to adapt to new situations, mm-hmm. and that's why we grill people during during the interviews in the sense of with different people that are usually part of the process of those few hours. We try to throw them balls that maybe they're not really ready for, mm-hmm. just to see how how quick they're able to respond to those to those requests, mm-hmm. questions, and things that they don't really expect. Because that's, at the end of the day, the, the, the reflection of, of what's going to be like on the, on the everyday job. A bit uncomfortable position. In, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and with different people, I think um, that when a new person enters the room, enters the, the, the call, uh, the meeting, and you have to change gear somehow. Yeah. That really is something to, to, to bear in mind. Mm-hmm. Because if, if a person is successful at that and continues you know, the, the storyline, yeah. being able to adapt it uh, whenever necessary, I think that tells you a lot during the interview. And I think it's, it's, it's very interesting to, to actually be witness of that. To, to participate, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, one of the most uh, interesting exercises that I do when I interview is the uh, explain me anything, where they have two minutes to explain anything that they want. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking for is the logical construction of yep. a storytelling, mm-hmm. how you are you know, preparing the ground and then explaining the main concept and then concluding with something to, to keep us engaged, etc. And if somebody is able to do that, you know, shows the whole logical process. And it can be anything. anything. It, can, it can be a life experience. It can be an academic one. It can be a professional one. Yeah. Um, but as long as it's, is, it makes sense to the purpose of the exercise, yeah. you can really see how you know, how intelligent that person is because they're able to take what what has been productive on their end and, and put it in place yeah. to pursue a goal. So that's that's actually something to to really regard mm-hmm. as important. Or sell me this pen. Uh, that's always a... <laughs> <laughs> the sell me this yeah. pen is a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sell me something. I think that structure, story, I, yeah. I would say it's structure within an improvised um, atmosphere tells you a lot because yeah. the, the structure needs to be there. Um, that gives you a sense of organization of the person in, in yeah. their thoughts, but there a, a way that it's not corseted, uh, that it, can, it comes yeah. out as natural mm-hmm. is something that it's really important. Now that we have kind of recruited, moving on to the second building block that I would like to, you know, to create this kind of, this whole life cycle of a salesperson because we are talking about how you know our experiences here in Odoo are shaping you know the growth and 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 it's one of the main engines of our expansion how do you training is a big big role in what we do mm-hmm. how do you train how do you engage how do you keep them motivated mm-hmm. well the, the training aspect is uh can be complex you know because then profiles are always different you need to understand from which angle you need to uh, you need to tackle some uh, issues or some points that are not clear uh, then it depends a lot by by the, the team the person is working in uh, for example here we have three different teams with different focuses mm-hmm. uh, I can say maybe something for direct sales uh, it, it's important because we're not just salespeople uh, indeed we're also advisors we're also like uh, yeah <laughs> just a lot of yeah. a lot of companies 
come to us with, uh, I don't know uh, what I need, I just know that I need to do something, you know? So from there, the person needs to understand that it's important really to, to guide a bit uh, the, um, the, the customer, the potential customer, and to provide solutions. So this uh, out-of-the-box thinking and this uh, finding um, solutions to problems uh, that customer bring to us, yeah. it's really, really important. So that is the, the most important thing. And then again, uh, the, the one of the most important for me is uh, the, the feedback. Uh, so giving feedback, receiving feedback, <coughs> the way this is done, uh, and uh, just to keep an open uh, communication with, uh, with the team. That's, that's interesting. So on direct sales, you need problem solvers, you need people like having creative solutions. What are the kind of, uh, how do you build up your training and, and maintain your team motivated since they're responsible for a, a longer relationship? Yeah, that's, that's, I think, the key in our department, which is, you know, you're, you're aiming at the long term and you're, you're, always, you're always discussing what's going to be like tomorrow in one year, in one month, in six months. And you have to keep that always in mind. It's not only about the functional aspect, which is one of, the parts, one of the sides. The other side is, in, in my view, one thing that I find extremely productive for people, especially young people, you know, that, that we get out of the university of the first couple of experiences, is to expose them to conflict. Um, and in our trainings... In not our physical, I, no, I hope. <laughs> it, it might get a little bit rough sometimes, <laughs> but, but uh, the, the key thing is to to expose them to contrarian views, things that they're not really able to, to accept in the first place, but that's going to happen. And when, when you're in a deal, when you're trying to drive a project, when you're trying to convince someone that is really not convinced about what you're telling them about, um, they need to be ready for, for that reality because that's, that's the everyday business. You know, not, not everyone is willing to accept whatever you say. Not everyone is there waiting for you to say something and then follow your lead. It's <laughs> that, that's not going to happen ever. And in the beginning, it's something that people need As to understand that, and that, accept. That's not sales. Yeah. That's a bit of a mediator position uh, yeah. sometimes, <laughs> yeah. no? Yeah, yeah. Psycholog uh, psychologists, uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's something that I, I kind of really like uh, as, a, as a way of maintaining a team motivated is, is trying to come up with games and challenges. Have you guys done that? Uh, we did, yeah. Um, something very funny, actually, because, uh, you know, we have a set of team leaders. Uh, everybody has his uh, targets composed by the, the people that are belong to the team. Uh, and there was a funny situation last uh, trimester, last uh, quarter, actually, of uh, last year. Uh, my team was not really working on their uh, part of the report uh, where we put our numbers, but it was mostly checking where the team was in terms of ranking, you know, with other mm. team leaders. And that was really motivating them. Yeah. They were going there, oh, we got second, we, we need to close some deals to get first. And, uh, and that was really nice to see the team spirit that we managed to build. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. It's a nice sales contest, <laughs> yeah. keeping them... Uh, you need to put some things, you know, uh, every now and then to... A, a competitive drive is, is, is basic. basic uh, as long as it is healthy, it's, it's so motivating for people yeah. to, to realize that they can always do a little bit better, you know, and the, the, the colleague must be there, the 
the other team member must be there as just a motivation. It's a mirror. Uh, it's like, can I do better than this person? Which means at the end of the day, can I do better than what I've been doing so far? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and, and that's more or less, in my case, what I'm trying to do. And it's not so much about numbers, but what we usually do on a weekly basis or bi-weekly, depends, is we're trying to expose them to the others, the entire group's um, questions. And it's like an in interrogatory. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a set of questions that they can receive from everyone and they need to be prepared enough in order to come back to them because that measures them in a, in a way of project understanding uh, the same way that a customer or a partner would do, you know. And the more they're exposed to that, in the beginning, they're very nervous. It's like this kind of fear mm -hmm. to, okay, am I looking stupid or does it make sense what I'm proposing? But then over time, you see that that person is way better prepared. Yeah. That's it. But that would be it. Throwing knowledge, uh, knowledge standoff. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly. a nice, that's a nice way to put knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're able. Like, like a rap battle. They, they, they get super comfortable with the idea of conflict that I mentioned before. Yeah, the conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, they maybe in the beginning they might even take it badly. Like, why did that person ask me about that? But then they're, they're way more at ease with, with that. Moving on. Um, we are constantly changing. Uh, one of the first uh, episodes, one of the first sofa sessions I had on Antoine, and uh, we were discussing about Odoo's growth and evolution and how it kind of feels like a startup sometimes because the processes are not rigid, they're not oh. even defined sometimes, <laughs> right? So we have to foster, uh, I think you said at the beginning, adaptability, mm -hmm. uh, that, that kind of spirit of continuous learning, etc. How, how do we do that? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a big challenge. Yeah. It's a big challenge. You know, not having processes, uh, sometimes you feel like you, you would need a bit of guidance, but on the other side, when something needs to be changed, it's easier to change it. So it, it's really important to understand this for, for people working here. And, uh, you know, j just quoting something, we recently restructured a bit uh, um, the direct sales department. And that's true. It was something really big uh, that happened very suddenly as well. Uh, the communication was uh, done well with, with a short notice because here, that's, how. that's how we do things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it was, um, I think the key aspect for a company that changes so fast is really the ability of communicating well. Uh, on a global uh, scale, first of all, uh, and then as well with the, the, the role of a team leader is the one of making sure that the message is passed well mm -hmm. and is uh, well received. Um, also the reasons why maybe a decision was taken. So I don't yeah. know what you think, but uh, I mean, communication is definitely the aspect number one. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, um, being able and being ready for the change uh, for I everybody. I completely here. agree with that. Yeah. yeah, Adaptability to the change and then being able to, to phrase it out in a way that everyone understands it and feels comfortable with, with the debate if there is a discussion yeah. uh, in order to get a little bit of a better insight of what's going on uh, is key. And yeah. for us in, dir in, in direct, there needs to be that. We, we, need to, we need to confront changes on a daily basis, even even of people that we're talking to. Sometimes big organizations, businesses, 
they they restructure all the time and you're you have to get introduced to someone new and you have to be also ready to that you know it's the external change and the internal change yeah. that you have to be feeling comfortable with exactly Th this for me is the communication because when a change happens initially there is either uh concern maybe uh question marks, doubts, yeah. and our job is to actually make sure that the, the, the sales team understands that changes are, that the changes exist to, to continue the evolution, that they need mm -hmm. to understand so they can actually perform better. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes changes can be conflictual, can be difficult because when a process is, is in, ingrained, mm -hmm. it's not always you know, easy to, 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 to take on a new challenge or a new way of doing things. And I think that's kind of our main role. Mm -hmm. but it, it's information flowing from both sides, yeah. top down and, and bottom down, because if, uh, the, if the sales team, which is actually doing the work, doesn't communicate properly to you and therefore the feedback goes up to the top, they'll never know what is actually happening on the floor and, and on the other way around, the yeah. same. But I mean, we have uh, one version of uh, Odoo every, uh, every year. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these, uh, these changes we see it every year. So yeah. I mean, this is in our DNA as well, no? Uh, let's move uh, towards kind of the end of our life cycle. Now we have, you know, we have a team that is constantly evolving, adapting, uh, not always easy, we understood that. We have to work with uh, different tools and technologies. In Odoo, obviously we use Odoo as our main CRM. Mm -hmm. You use different apps uh, to maintain. I think there, we, we need to keep up with new technologies. How do, how do you think your team approaches the use, not just of Odoo, but general sales tech tools? But quite well, I would say. Uh, initially, uh, also speaking of recruiting and, and the whole uh, cycle, you know, getting people to um, to use the Odoo a lot, uh, like we have a good system, and they need to first of all to get onboarded with that. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting the approach that they have because it's sometimes different. Um, but. I mean, everybody uh, is quite happy to see then how smooth the work is and to use the software that we then use because obviously that's uh, the, the most added value to be able to use and see the added, the, uh, yeah, the added value <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, of the tool that you sell as well. And then related to new technologies, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, everybody's uh, using a bit of um, help, let's say, <laughs> AI we were discussing just, uh, yeah. just before this take. Um, so yeah, I mean, widely used uh, in my team a bit, uh, not that much, but I mean, I'm not aware of that user. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I want to know, but it's it's something that it's coming, that it's there, that we are going to have to be ready for, that it's going to become natural with time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can't be blind about it, obviously. I mean, if we can get a little help in some cases. Yeah, I, I think it's it's an extra it's an extra pair of hands. Is it LLMs, tool? Generative. Is it tool? Right. It's I tool. mean, tools can be can be used for the good and the bad, and, and we we are. We're here to try to make the most out of them yeah. in that sense. Yeah, as as I was saying, one of one of the guys in my team uh, tried to uh, get the support to change the mind of uh, of of a negotiation during the entire negotiation phase, and it seems to be working well. And, and these are the <laughs> kinds of experiments that we play around, and and it's uh, interesting to see the yeah also the the the, the adaptability of the sales team mm. in using those tools.
I want to focus a little bit on, on, on you two and the role that we have as, as team leaders, as managing people. Do you know what is your leadership style and uh, <laughs> how, how, do you like, uh, how do you like to be seen as a manager? Yeah, we, we did recently the, the, the color game. Uh, apparently, I'm uh, um, blue and green for, for what it means. <laughs> Just a quick explanation. The, the, uh, I think it's the insight discovery. The insight discovery, yeah. Color grades um, people according to the personality. Right? Exactly. It's divided by introvert, extrovert, uh, and then you have the emotion. The team player, yeah. I mean, there are several aspects that play into it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the parts that, that I, well, uh, just explain a bit better indeed. Uh, no, in, in my team, uh, the, the, the kind of personality that I want to, that I want to well show and, and have with, with the people, uh, obviously as well, it changes a lot from person to person. With some people, you have to be a bit more direct. With some other people, you need to, uh, to adapt to, to their style of communication. So clearly, we're all the colors uh, yeah. uh, in that sense. But I'm a person that really likes to, um, to be a mentor at the beginning. So really to uh, let the people know that I'm there. Uh, to help them out. There is never a mistake they cannot talk about. Here to do, that's our uh, culture as well. Yeah. We have the let's do it uh, attitude. We do mistake and then we know we did a mistake and we know how to fix it. So that's a bit the idea, open communication, open feedback, not just the feedback that I give to my team, but I always ask them, do you have any feedback for me? It's important because I got to grow as well as yep. a team leader. Of because course. if you never tell me um, that I'm missing something, like I, I cannot figure it out by myself. Mm. So it's really about the communication and making the, the team feel comfortable that there is somebody that can back them up uh, in case uh, something happens or in important negotiations. That's good. I, I, I like that approach. Mm. What about you? Uh, I'm a rap personality. I, I remember that. <laughs> Would have you're, you're a very, Would have <laughs> um, very direct, very to the point. Um, I think, I think, indeed, that was something that maybe when we measured that, I didn't expect to to be so much on that side. Uh -huh. Now it kind of makes sense. Most of you know now my life makes sense, um, <laughs> but it's. One of the things that I really think are important is when you start your own team, the structure of the team, to make it as sometimes as different as possible from your own being. From, yeah. Because that's also the way you can actually learn on the long term. You know, you try to, you don't, you try to avoid having a team that is just the same as you are. Because otherwise you, you're 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 talking to yourself somehow yeah, and that doesn't make you that doesn't make you better over time uh, you you really want to improve and in order to improve you you have to sometimes listen to things that you don't like listening they're not pleasant yeah exactly so once that is in place then as long as you have an open channel always all the time you yeah. know and everyone feels comfortable enough to to speak up and not shy enough to prevent having feedback on uh, then the communication is flowing all the time and everyone's learning yeah. everyone's trying to be a little bit better you know for the next time when, when the next deal happens when the next call takes place when the next meeting needs to be scheduled everyone needs to be a little bit better prepared and same thing applies to myself yeah so i get the the recurring uh open communication open channel avoiding the uh your own 
personal bias and yeah. bubble to just listen to what you want to, to listen and people yeah. that act and behave kind of similar to you. Mm -hmm. That's not going to grow us, neither them. Or the company. Or the company, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> True, we have to, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly appreciated the, the insights that you brought to the table. I think you two are, you know, really good at what you do and I'm happy to also be learning from, from our peers between, you know, team leaders. Thanks a lot for, for joining me. Pleasure. And uh, catch you guys on the next uh, Odoo Sofa session. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Sofa Sessions on Planet Odoo. Did you find it entertaining? Did it leave you craving for more? We'd love to know. Don't hesitate to share your thoughts and subscribe to the show. And hey, if you're in the mood for more visual content, head on over to our YouTube channel for the video version of this episode. Thank you for being a part of this amazing experience. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>